The Altar Life. Two hours of the best Christian music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That's right. Some things just can't be explained. Like, why don't we ever see the headline, Psychic Wins Lottery? This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Yo! Welcome. What up? To the Terror Dome. Or The Altar Life, I mean. <laughs> Got a little confused there. Uh, where anyway. am I? Hey, wait, where, where am I? <laughs> oh, boy. Man, it's, it's another long week Saturday here. night. Another That's one. Right. Another one. Another one. There's none coming in seven days, but That's right. right now we're... Do you realize next week will be our 30th show? Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is very crazy. That would make this show the 29th show. That's right. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, you crazy people out there listening to The Altar Life. We're spinning lots of sweet, chilling, funky music tonight. Yeah, we got a lot of funk. Yeah, I don't know. For all you funkadelics out there. <laughs> <laughs> An old DC talk reference. Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, we're going to be making it funky, make it funky, ho! <laughs> we should have played that song. We should Anyway, um, we have two hours of the best Christian music you'll ever hear, um, two hours of God's amazing truth, and two hours of us being just crazy dopes, uh, <laughs> period. <laughs> music, truth, real period, so that's, yeah, where, music, we, truth, real period. that's where it comes from. The Altar Life with Brant and Jeff. Um, nice. So what are we talking about tonight, Jeff? Tonight we have um, a great a great theme um, that kind of ties together with our previous shows. We had that Freedom from the Weight of Darkness a couple weeks ago. And then last week um, we talked about the power of prayer. Um, and this kind of just is the final straw. Um, it's the next step, the big uh, leap that we take. It's uh, making no provision coming from the, uh, the chapter in Romans, chapter 13, where... Paul says, uh, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Yeah. So um, we got uh, a website you can check out. It's called thealterlife.com. So you should go and check it out right now. Um, And uh, there's not really much there, but that's okay. You can request a song. You can tell us what you think is unbelievable. And uh, you can say, hey, what's up? Shout out at thealterlife.com. And, uh, and if you click on that really cool radio thing, you can go to our MySpace site and check out some stuff we got up there, some playlists and Yeah, all that stuff great like stuff. That. You can become our friend and that kind of stuff. And that's MySpace.com slash The Altar Life. All those cheesy MySpace things, you know. Yeah. yeah, we rate our popularity according to our friends on MySpace. Like everybody. Yeah, and nobody, you don't really know those people, so they're not really your friends. <laughs> and half of them are like bands and stuff i like how i just i just recently was on facebook and i like how facebook actually tells you how popular you are it calls you names yeah yeah it's like you're not very popular (laughs) (laughs) you're an amateur pot in popularity (laughs) that's really funny anyway uh we're gonna be talking online uh, stuff we're gonna be talking later on you're listening to the alpha life with brent and jeff all right that was barlow girl song was called gray it's a rocking song I'm going to read, uh, kick us off for our topic tonight about making no provision for the flesh. Uh, Romans 13, we'll start in in verse 11, and I'm going to read a couple verses for for you guys out there. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Wake up. It's not time to be sleeping. I know it's late on Saturday. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk 
properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. But here's our verse for the night. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Yeah, don't provide an opportunity for the flesh is basically what that, you know, provision isn't a word we use that often, but basically don't allow your flesh the opportunity to get the best of you. Um, I love how it says, wake up, (laughs) basically wake out of your sleep because we get into this lazy doldrum of the routine of life and we don't have our guard up. And a lot of times we just kind of allow things to linger around sin and, and, and compromise and things that may tempt us and we don't even see the danger that it causes and it, and it's dangerous we have to be on guard 24 7 365 i just know you know for my own life i could have you know a couple great weeks where you know i'm just doing really well with the lord and i'm just like oh man i got this thing nailed and then the next day is just like the worst day of my life and like i can't focus on anything and you know, I'm just, you know, I got these terrible thoughts and just I'm like, man, like I didn't have my guard up at all. Sure. I was like, you know, I was just reading my Bible just to do it. And I was praying just because, you know, that's my, you know, my job of the day. We were talking about that last week and, you know, but it wasn't real. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of cheap shots from the enemy and I'm down for the count. And, yeah. you know, it's because we leave those opportunities there and, you know, uh, you know, making no provision, do not provide any avenue for uh, the enemy to get to you and it's very important uh, especially in the days that we live in now where you know sex runs rampant drugs are out there alcohol you know just the just the terrible terrible focus that our society is in when the news of the world is you know OJ and Anna Nicole and Paris Hilton and that's what's on our like regular news channels not just like e and like right. the entertainment news that's like regular news and you're like what about like war and you know and pestilence and all this stuff that's really going on in the world and it's just like oh man we you know we need to be on guard we need to wake up yeah wake up this is a call to wake up even though it's nine you know 20 on a saturday night or whatever it is <laughs> um yeah i mean we gotta we gotta get get right you know it's like it's like the time is short and that's what that verse is you know that's what Patrick's talking about time is short and we've got to um you know we've got to step it up and make sure that we're we're not um, making excuses for our lives and we're not you know messing around with time because time is short what do you say we uh crank it up a notch i'm intrigued the altar life with Brent and jeff so why jeff do we have to um, why, why is this such a big deal? Why, why do we have to, you know, um, make no provision for the flesh? And, and that passage there in Romans um, was talking about knowing the time, knowing the time that we live in. Um, the fact of the matter is, kids, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to talk down to y'all, but um, <laughs> the time, the, the fact of the matter is, is that the Lord could come back at any minute. Um, and we have a responsibility as believers um, to live accordingly, you know, live expectant that like in a, in a second, you know, we're going to be caught up with the Lord in the air. And, um, man, that time is short. Not only do we, should we be finding ourselves in the right place, um, but man, we have a test. We should be having a testimony that is, um, that is pointing all toward Jesus and, and trying to redeem as many people as possible before that time comes and we're all caught up in the air. And, um, how can we be a good testimony to the world? Um, you know, if we're, you know, 
living a double standard and we're, you know, we're making little places in our lives, putting little places in our lives where some flesh can hang out and, and mix in. And um, then our just our testimony starts becoming somewhat ineffective. And um, so it's real important to know that, hey, you know what? God could come back any time. And because I know that, Paul says, it's time to, you know, start putting on Christ and um, putting away every provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. I love how it has that image of, you know, putting on Christ. It's like, you know, you get your gear on. You know, it yeah. talks about the armor uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, the helmet of salvation, you know, the uh, the shield of faith and the the boots or the shoes of peace, as they used to say in Sunday school, because it's like, have your feet shod. <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe what that is. They're like, you put on your boots and they're made of peace <laughs> or whatever. But like, like it's, it's totally true. Like, look at the days we live in. And if, if you don't think that Jesus could come back at any moment, then it's going to reflect in your life. And, um, you know, I just being real like i forget sometimes that i don't think that way and that's why i still screw up if i knew that jesus was coming back like the day that he was coming back there would be no fleshliness of me at all like i would just be like totally on the top of my game but what happens is we get comfortable we get lazy because life goes on we get jobs we have kids we get married you know all those things happen i remember being like god don't come back until i get married (laughs) And now I'm married. And I'm like, God, you know, I want to have a kid. Well, now, you know, we're expecting a kid and, you know, February will yeah, come around. Oh, yeah, that big news. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I'm joining the ranks of Brent and, uh, you know, my brother and other people that I know that have kids. Um, it's going to be exciting. But, you know, February is going to come around and I'm going to have a kid. And, you know, I remember when I was a little kid saying, you know, I wanted to at least, you know, live to have my kid and, and be married. And, you know, you always hear these old people that are like, yeah, I'm ready for Jesus to come back. And you're like, yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm not married yet. <laughs> you know, you get like, you're like, oh, 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 and we get like so comfortable in this present world. <laughs> wait, wait, so, so does that mean that like because of our last show about prayer that, um, you know, God going to answer your prayer and since you have a kid, we're all going to get raptured? <laughs> yes. Sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. My child was the last child to get born. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> It's the last, the last shot at civilization or whatever. Anyway, you're listening to the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was disciple, worth it all. And uh, what does it mean to actually? What exactly does it mean to leave, make no provision, um, to fulfill the lust of the flesh? And um, practically, you know, like it's nice to say, yeah, we're not leaving any room for the flesh. Uh, that's me, you know. Uh, but what does it practically mean? You know, um, only we know, and out of our relationship with God, you know, God starts as you grow closer to the Lord, and as you grow in Him, God starts putting like His light on your heart, and He starts looking at your heart, and He starts trying to open up closets and open up little places where you've kind of got stuff kind of hanging out, and He starts saying, "What about that little thing that you got hanging out there? You want to? Why don't you give that to me too? Why don't you give that up to the Lord?" And um. You're like, no, no, I really like that. And, you know, you go through that battle and then finally say, all right, Lord, and you give up and you give that thing up to the Lord. And then he brings something so much more and so much more precious into that. Um, and it's kind of like what what we're being challenged here by Paul to do is to, you know, for any of that old stuff, that stuff that we had hanging around that God took away when we got saved or as he's been growing us in the Lord, it's like, you know, just get rid of it. It's not like God's like, you know, why don't you stop drinking alcohol? And uh, but then you leave like a cabinet sitting around with, you know, a bunch of bottles of, you know, bottles of liquor, you know, and you're like, yeah, you're like, 
just to keep it there, just in case, you know. Yeah, just in case I get company, have company. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need to give him a drink. Yeah. Um, and it, no, Paul's saying, you know, get take all the bottles, dump them all out, get rid of it. Take it, take the temptation, and move it as far away as you can as possible because it's not worth it. With the time being short, you know, you could be finding yourself just drunk, and, um, and the Lord would come. And there's always little steps. It's yeah. always like it's never like. You know, I'm just drunk. Oh my gosh, what happened? It's always right. like, oh well, this and bit, that's the provision. It, it's it's like God says, cut this off, and we leave like that little strand yeah. hanging. That can so pull. then it can, yeah. So it's like I, I still I still have it. Like it's still there. You know, we're so afraid to detach from something because it's yeah. like, oh no, that's that's my comfort spot. It's like you know, when you have a sweater and you have that little string and you like pull it and then like now there's a huge hole. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always gets worse. You just got you're better off leaving it. Um, but uh like that's how we uh how we set ourselves up for a fall. It's basically, you know, make no provision. Uh you know, uh there are numerous numerous examples in the Bible of, you know, you know, how you know, great men of God have left things. And you know, God said, you know, don't, you know, with Saul, God said, you know, you you need to put, you know, this whole you know, all the Amalekites to death. Like you just need to get rid of them, and he left some around, and they ended up. You know, look at the trouble that yeah. Israel got. You know, and you see it over and over again when people did not follow God's command, and it ended up. Guess what? Not working out for them because God has a reason for uh, maybe sometimes what may be considered harsh um, commandments, like don't do this. You're like, but but uh, my freedom. I don't like that because it takes away my freedom to, what about the liberty in Christ? You know, we get into these whole debates like, well, sex isn't the sin, lust is. Like, and they start to like try to justify it. Like people actually like make those arguments like, they've already lusted so they've sinned before they even did that. So that's not really the sin. Provision. <laughs> or, you know, I have a, a two beer limit. Well, how do you know your limit unless you broke it once? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, there's nothing, you know, that we can really establish as our, you know, I have this little opening where I, I can give this much room and I'm okay. If you even have to think about it, that means that you have that, the enemy has that foothold. Yeah. You leaving that door open is basically inviting the enemy in. You may think that it's just like for your comfort and saying, oh, well, I just, you know, I, that brings back memories or that's important to me or whatever, but you're leaving the door open for the enemy, period. <laughs> True story. I am a perfect example of, uh, uh, you know, just not cutting things off and, uh, you know, you just, you know, you don't want to make that, you don't want to provide that opportunity for you to fall. Yeah. And that's, that's basically what it comes down to. You miss the altar life? Log on to www.thealterlife.com and listen to the most recent episode. Have you been on our website yet? I have not. Oh wait, are you? I guess I should have been. Uh, <laughs> my bad. What are you waiting for? www.thealterlife.com. Altar with an A. Not like uh, the sacrificial altar. Not like you're not trying to change something. You're trying to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. The Make No Provision. Um, we have a great uh, story 
from the Old Testament, and it's awesome some of the stories that you find when you're reading through it. So I would encourage you to read the Old Testament, even though you may think it's boring or whatever. You're wrong. And uh, <laughs> that's Flat all there out. is to say. <laughs> you're just wrong. So uh, make some provision for the Old Testament, won't you? <laughs> Next time on The Altar Life. <laughs> anyway, this is from Joshua chapter 23. And it's Joshua's farewell address, and he's encouraging the children of Israel to be careful of how they uh, live their life. And unfortunately, as we see through the life of Israel, um, they don't heed Joshua's warnings. And uh, exactly what he says uh, would be the consequences actually end up happening. So it's a lesson, as Paul says in, uh, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 10, he says, these things were written for our admonition, our, our admonishment. Um, the Old Testament, the things that were written beforehand were to teach us so that we didn't make the same mistakes. Um, Joshua says in verse 10, beginning in the middle, it says, For the Lord your God is he who fights for you, as he promised you. Therefore, take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God, or else, if indeed you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, that these remain among you and make marriages with them and go into them and they to you, Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they will be snares and traps to you and scourges on your sides and thorns in your flesh. I'm sorry, thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good land, which the Lord your God has given you. Joshua is saying you need to take careful heed. You need to be watchful. You need to be on the guard um, so that you don't let these things that remain creep in. Because if you allow them to remain around you they're going to be distracting they're going to end up becoming a trap and a lot of times we'll god will say remove this from your life and what we'll do is we'll put it you know off in the distance but we can still see it it's still something that is in our peripheral um you know we'll we'll go halfway and you know god will say you need to remove this and we'll 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 meet them halfway but we won't you know just cut that thing off And, uh, you know, a lot of people have had to take some drastic steps. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I just threw my computer out. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. That's that's amazing. You know, people get saved and they're like, I just broke all my, you know, secular CDs. And I'm like, wow, that, you know, that's a testimony of your boldness and your confidence that God was going to, you know, preserve you from that filth or whatever, you know, and, you know, it's between you and God what you do with those things. A lot of people don't struggle with those things. But you need to make sure that you're not providing an opportunity for the enemy to come in and infiltrate and then uh, bring you down from the inside. Uh, You know, you don't want that to happen. You don't want somebody to come in and, uh, you know, the enemy to... Because that's the scariest thing is when you get taken down from the inside out. You know, he doesn't come in obvious ways. It's it's sneaky. It's deceitful. We talked about before, you know, the weight of darkness and... It's scary, so you got to protect yourself. Yeah, there's pain. I mean, you read in that verse, there's there'll be like thorns in your eyes. That's like, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) You know, thorn in your fingers bad enough. (laughs) Yeah, imagine it in your eye. And you know, one thing, if you had a thorn in your eye, one, it would be really, really, it would hurt like horribly. But another thing is, it probably impair your vision. And, um, you know, having those things hanging around can do those two things. It can cause us lots of pain, um, and it also can impair our vision and help us to not see things the way they really are or the way God would want us to see them. So um, thanks for reading that verse. That was a 
That was an awesome uh, thing in Joshua there. Feel unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. It's time for our unbelievable spot. And if you have something that's unbelievable, you can email it to us. Unbelievable at thealterlife.com. I'm already, I'm already laughing about this unbelievable because this is so, you're tired. Probably. <laughs> I'm really exhausted. But, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about those moments in time which become unbelievable when there's just an awkward greeting. When you walk up to that person and you're not exactly sure how you're supposed to greet them um, or you do. <laughs> or like friends, you each have your own idea. Yeah, idea what's now this be. isn't to be confused with our socially awkward recover from a mistake or a mishap, but this has to do with how do you how do you greet that one person when they have a different idea, you have a different idea, and then it all comes together. And it's just and it's that moment tra- of tragic. It's just tragic. <laughs> it's like you know the guy, the hug, right? You know the the guy hug. You know it's like the you know the chest out, yeah, just a big hug, and. You know, your face goes one way, and at the same time, their face goes the same way, and then it gets like, then you kind of... St- really awkward. Then really awkward, so then someone, they, you both try to move real quick, and you move the same direction again, and uh, and finally you get it straightened out, and then the hug just isn't worth it at that point. You're just like, I don't want to hug you, that's gross. Or the uh, classic, when you go in for the hug, and the person sticks their hand out, and it's like oh. too late. I had a friend, and he tells the greatest story about that with the pastor, and... Uh, thought he was going for the hug and he the pastor <laughs> stuck his hand out real quick and <laughs> classic um and then there's the uh you know the different kinds of handshakes that brent, brent and i were talking about oh yeah you know the you got the dead the cold dead fish you know it's like you <laughs> shake the person's hand and you feel like it's about to fall off <laughs> you're like dude they don't even hand. like bother to even clench or do anything or clasp <laughs> your hand it's just like I, eh. I hate the short handshake you know where like you go in for the the whole hand and like the person they just, just stop at the fingers fingers you're like <laughs> you're like oh what am i a baby <laughs> there's like grab my forefinger and my thumb and my. you just kind of shake it <laughs> and then there's like the too rigid like the person who's got the, the really rigid handshake yeah where you're like you know, your hands should just naturally fit in the other yeah. person's hand, but, like, they're so rigid that you can't even hold their <laughs> hand because it's, like, bent in a 90-degree angle. And then there's the Joe Macho that's like, uh, I have to make up for my insecurity by squeezing your hand as hard as I possibly can to be like, oh, it looks like you don't have a strong handshake. And I'll be like, you know what? Uh, no, I just have, uh, you know, a lot of confidence in my masculinity, and you don't, so... Uh. And my hand is now on the floor. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. I needed that hand. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and then there's always the like hesitation, you know, like the, you know, like you put the hand out and the person like puts the, goes to hug, but then it goes back and forth. <laughs> and it's pretty like, crazy. And you just end up like slapping them on the shoulder, like, all right. <laughs> and you walk away. <laughs> there's all the different handshakes too. And people are like, yo, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? And they do it and you're just like kind of there for the ride. <laughs> it's kind of right. like they're doing it and your hands just kind of. Uh, yeah, you know what's a fun thing to do is like when up, you're my brother when you're in a situation where there's a bunch of old people around, just go around and start to fist bump them. <laughs> <laughs> they do it at work all the time. It's a lot of fun. You just walk by a you know 50 year old lady and put you up your fist like Yo, <laughs> fist bump. I just did that at work. <laughs> I just did it. And I was no, like, uh, yeah, I uh, I did a good job, and I went up to my assistant manager and I was like, high five. <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. It was awesome. That's what you got to do. Yeah, gotta believe it, it or not, we have other jobs. This isn't our only job because it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Pay the bills. Yeah, you gotta pay the bills, and uh, this is just fun. our talents definitely do not pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> or As you probably can tell. Talents, yeah. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff, and we are continuing on with this make no provision topic. Hope you've been in. Uh, been enjoying it. It's not a topic you necessarily like. Oh, this is such. Yeah. I enjoy it because you know what? We don't really enjoy saying goodbye to the things that our yeah. heart deceitfully loves, the fleshly stuff inside. Um, we hate saying goodbye to that. So maybe this is a needful thing to hear tonight for any of you that are out there listening in uh, Radio Land. You know, I just got this. Not not to interrupt, but I got this strange image. If you've ever seen Terminator Two. I feel like this make no provision thing is like when they get in the car and they finally like think they defeat the X, what is it, the X-1000 or T-1000 or whatever, and they're driving away and the thing's like a puddle, and then it starts to come after them, and they're like, I can't get away from this thing. That's what it's, you know, the battle is that intense where it's going to keep coming for you unless you just keep cutting it off, cutting it off, cutting it off, and, um, you know, if you know, if it's like a shark you know, you you gotta do what it takes to get that thing away from you, and uh, that's the one. What makes it so hard is that we're not willing to take that step. It, it may be an extreme step. You know, Jesus talks about uh, you know if your right eye offends you, cut it out, because it's better for you to get to heaven blind than to have both eyes and be yeah. cast into hell. And you're like, what? Well, he doesn't really mean that literally. And then you you know you kind of write it off as one of those things that Jesus said that's a little too uncomfortable. But what he's saying is anything that causes you to sin, remove it from your life. Yep. Period. period. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus was the ultimate music truth real, period. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Um, and uh, you know, that's what making no provision is all about. Yeah, it's like not mind over matter. It's not like, you know, well, if I just try really hard next time, um, even though the stuff's laying around, you know, I can I can be strong. I can do it. And not it's not about being um you know just being able to do my a mind over my matter game um but galatians says you know as you walk in the spirit you will not fulfill the lust of the uh, lust of the flesh and i think one of the keys for allowing the lord to take these things out of your life is to be obedient um, but in order to be obedient you have to know what you're supposed to do and if we were really honest with ourselves Uh, We know inside of our hearts those things that trip us up and those things the Lord's been talking to us about. And uh, tonight, you know, I just challenge you to, like, take a look at yourself. Take inventory. Um, It's a good thing for me to do, for what Jeff and I do, is just to sit and look and say, Lord, is there anything? Um, And we probably, as we're even praying that, it's just God's talking to us and saying, you know, what are these things? You know, that thing, you know, what do you love more? You know, do you love me or do you love that thing inside your heart that you're that you're holding on to with all your might you know it's a matter of it's a it's a love game it's a matter yeah. of love it's not a matter of mind over matter yeah the uh i know for you know for myself i know exactly what god is telling me um you know to cut off and and you know for me to make no provision and it's going to be difficult and you know i'm going to wake up tomorrow and and the fight is going to be on um and you know it's uh, it's a tough thing, and man, I just think about it. I'm like, man, am I ever just gonna just forget this thing and never want it again? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the flesh is always gonna be there until we get to to heaven, and um, you know, fortunately, we do have that hope of freedom from that that drawing force, that thing that's gonna constantly be there. 
but you know as I'm on earth I have the choice to cut that thing out of my life so that it's not gonna you know in those moments of weakness when we all go through them those dry times what's the first thing we're gonna run to if it's not God it's gonna be that thing that brought us comfort in the past in our sin so we need to be seeking God we need to be focusing on him and relying on him because um if we rely on anything else, it's obviously going to be the one thing that is contrary to God, um, which is this thing that you know we allow to linger. So we got to make sure that we're not letting those things linger. Yeah, so let's do it tonight. Don't let it linger. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. So again, thank you for, for joining us tonight. That was Go and Be by Audio Adrenaline. We're thankful that you guys were here with us. And uh, before we go, we just want to throw out an opportunity, you know, to... Uh, if you listen to the show, or you just kind of randomly showed up on the dial right now, and you've been just you know surfing the the radio dial, and you got here, or you've been listening to us, and you've been thinking, you know, I don't, you know, I know what they're talking about. There's all this stuff in my life that I just can't seem to get get a control of in my life, and um, Lord, I just want to challenge you to uh, give it all up, you know, because you're never gonna get control of that stuff. I mean, that stuff's gonna take you down. And um, it's going to grind you into the ground until you die. And then you'll spend eternity without the Lord. And I um, just want to just want to encourage you all to, um, if you don't know what, you don't know Christ, you don't have a personal relationship with him, he's not talking to you, um, and you want to hear him, because God's real and he'll talk to us if you want. Um, you know, confess your sin before him. Tell him, you know, I've been screwing up and um, I can't do this on my own. Lord, I need you. And just run to him. Be real. Confess your sins. Um, just tell him that you're a sinner and agree with him. He already knows it. Uh, he already knows all the stuff you've done. He's not surprised. He's not expecting you to be perfect. Um, he just wants you to be real and um, to come to him and just to uh, to ask forgiveness. And it's, it's that simple. It's just, it's just a matter of believing that God is God, believing in Jesus, that he came and he died for our sins, to take away all that stuff. And, um, and by believing in him, we can have a place in heaven, a place in eternity, and we can have freedom from the stuff in our lives that drag us down. So I really want to encourage you all tonight to make sure that you know that you're on your way to heaven, that you have a relationship with Jesus, because there's no other way to live, man. There's nothing else. There's nothing else um, worth it in this world. And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, and indeed it is. We're about to get out of here. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. (laughs) 